Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender, there is more than it seems. Hold on and fight, follow your heart. This is your way, love is what you make of it. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Luciani welcoming you to another session of self-coaching, where real-life emotional struggle, whether it's depression, anxiety, relationship conflict, losing weight, or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Welcome back. And I'm feeling a little lucky today. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, you will feel lucky also. So you guessed it, we're talking about luck. But let me preface this with something that happened to me a few years ago. A few years ago, I was walking on the boardwalk at Asbury Park in New Jersey, and I passed one of these games of chance. As I was walking by, I saw this large stuffed animal. It was a chipmunk, like a stuffed chipmunk, huge. It was about three feet. And my daughter-in-law was pregnant with, with my first grandchild, and I decided I needed to win that chipmunk for my granddaughter so i i watched oh, for a few a few minutes what other people were trying to do to win their chipmunks and i realized that there was a few components to this challenge the basketball that was used to get into the basketball net was it, it was a small net number one uh, and it was a small a smaller basketball that you could fit in the palm of your hand but the basketball was overinflated. And again, with that net was very small and the rim was rather large. And each time someone would throw the ball at the net, the ball would violently bounce away after it hit the rim. And time after time, I watched people throw the ball and I watched the ball going all different ways, but never in the net. So you needed three baskets to win the big prize. Okay. So for some reason, I was determined. I was going to win that chipmunk. And after watching the throws that were taking place by others, I kind of had an intuitive sense. I don't know. It wasn't conscious. But rather than throw it as you would throw a regular basketball, I decided to put my hand on top of the ball and kind of spin it back, a backspin. So I threw the ball with this backspin. It hit the rim. But because of the backspin, Rather than bouncing away from the rim, it, the trajectory of the ball went straight down. The ball went into the net. We have a winner, yelled the person behind the counter. And he wanted to give me this little tiny whatever. I said, no, I'm going to keep playing. I'd like to try to win that chipmunk. Took the second ball. Same backspin. Dunk right in. Third ball. Dunk right in. Three. I won the chipmunk guy behind the counter was getting a little nervous i mean after all I, I probably could have gone in all day until someone stopped me but i only wanted the chipmunk now as i was walking away from from the counter with this large chipmunk a guy that had been watching me looked at me and said man you are lucky now was i so today we're going to talk about this thing called luck and it has everything to do with coming home with the chipmunk when we think about lucky people Sometimes we think, you know, there are certain people like Hollywood stars and 
you know, very rich people, uh, you know, these people have different luck. They're not like, like us. They have all this good luck and they've had a charmed life. Well, let me tell you, I, I've, through the many years I've been doing therapy, I've worked with celebrities. I've worked with famous artists, very rich people. I mean, very rich people. And guess what? Take away all the glitter and their problems were no different from you and I. The fact is, no one's lucky all the time. It's just a fact of life. Call it the fact of probabilities. We all have setbacks. We all have disappointments. Everyone, no one is excluded from that equation. And we've all had our plans ruined. Picnics have been rained on and uh, flat tires happen. Such is life. So why does it seem like some people have all the luck? Well, aside from flat tires and raining on your picnic, perhaps it's because unlucky people tend to be victims. They embrace the bad luck. They become pessimistic. They sit in the back seat and let life steer. When they get thwarted, they throw their hands up. They're more inclined to accept negative consequences and walk away. So now if you contrast this with lucky people, well, I guess lucky people are empowered or they have a sense of empowerment. And if you've been listening to these podcasts, you know, week after week, I use one of my favorite metaphors. And there's this house. And if you get inside the house, you can keep this wonderful house. <laughs> so lucky people being empowered will try the front door. And if it's locked, hmm, they'll try the side door. If that's locked, the back door the window, and they'll go on and on until they find a way into that house. Now, was that person lucky? Was the person who walked away after the front door was locked and they took tried it for the first time, were they unlucky? Interesting, right? Dr. Richard Weissman ran an experiment with 400 people. I love this experiment. He divided the people up into lucky or unlucky as they perceive themselves, and he gave all of them newspapers. And he challenged them with the task that within this newspaper, you have to count the pictures. So on each page, there'll be some pictures, and you have to count how many pictures there are, and you will be timed. Now, on the average, the unlucky group took two minutes to count all the pictures in the newspaper. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I love this. The lucky group finished in a few seconds. Now, why was this? Well, because... The lucky group, as they turned the page, on page number two, saw a little note saying, stop counting. And they stopped within two seconds. Now, you might say that, well, that doesn't prove anything. Well, but it does show a kind of characteristic of lucky people, that they tend to be more skilled at noticing opportunities, whereas the unlucky group in this experiment were hell-bent on counting those photographs and very fixed in their mindset, whereas the lucky group were a bit more opportunistic, a bit more open to possibilities. So if you want to be more lucky, first of all, you're going to need to rise above our innate aversion to risk. This is part of our DNA. You know, we are survival machines, and it kind of behooves evolution to throw in a, a gene or two that would make us hesitant about risking. We are thus programmed to focus more on what we have to lose 
than in what we have to gain. And that makes sense, right? You certainly, if we go back to cave people times, you certainly had more to lose by not respecting a saber-toothed tiger than to risk traipsing through the, the jungle being unaware of tigers. This was survival. So we are adverse to risk. You know, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. We, you know, we tend to cling to the the devil we know. <laughs> we tend to cling to the status quo. And, you know, that kind of explains why so many people stick to situations that leave them miserable, you know, rather than leaving the security of the known for the unfamiliarity of something unknown, even though it might be better. So we might guess that lucky people have more or less not conceded to that innate tendency to stay kind of stuck, status quo, rooted with the devil you know. So what are some of the characteristics of lucky people? Because we all want to improve our luck. So before getting into those characteristics, because I do want you to feel much more, luckily at the, much more lucky at the end of this podcast, I want you to know that today's podcast is being brought to you by my latest book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, the four-step self-coaching program to reclaim your life. And in the book, you'll learn how to stop worrying, anticipating, and controlling life, how to start living more spontaneously, and how to rewire your brain to give you that life you want, more importantly, the life you deserve. So hop over to Amazon and please take a look. So back to the characteristics. I know you are waiting with bated breath. You want to change your luck. Well, one of the things you can do is to start trusting and listening to your intuition. You need to risk trusting your gut. Now, my intuitive sense with the ball, and I'm not sure it was conscious, I, I kind of just sensed that this was a better way to throw the ball. Something in my gut kind of sensed that. So listen to your intuition. With the metaphor of my house that I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's the the attitude that there must be a way. You know, you're risking trusting the gut. Now, the second characteristic that is equally as important is you must create self-fulfilling prophecies. And you do this through positive attitudes. Say, yes, I can. So now we have listening to your intuition, creating self-fulfilling prophecies. And what about a third characteristic? Well, the third characteristic is you need to adapt a resilient attitude, an attitude that transforms bad luck into good. You see, lucky people bounce back. And when things don't go their way, well, they keep trying. Not the front door, the side door, the back door. Remember the adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. This is the path to becoming, quote unquote, lucky. And the fourth characteristic is that lucky people aren't fixed in their ways. They're not rooted to the same old, same old. They're not glued to the fact that it's better to be safe than sorry. They're willing to take some risk. They're willing to open themselves up to change. In my house metaphor, it would be like the unlucky person saying, who needs a new house anyway? I'm going home. That's it. And all the way home, they say, well, I was just unlucky. The door was locked. So you need to listen to your intuition. You need to create self-fulfilling prophecies with positive attitudes. It's all about optimism. You need to be resilient. Like I said earlier, everyone has bad luck from time to time, but you need to bounce back. 
Seven times down, eight times up. It's the key to success. And you need to stop being so rigid, so fixed in your ways that you just are mired in a life that's perpetually safe, but rather milquetoast, rather boring. And you might even say, well, look how lucky that person is. Look, they just invented the new and best. What's the new and best? Uh, paperclip. Well, you have to be dissatisfied with the old paperclip to want to risk developing a new one, don't you? So if you don't consider yourself lucky, let me tell you, you're in luck because you aren't powerless. You can change your attitude and you can change your luck. Now, again, we're not talking about the rain falling and flat tires. We're talking about life experiences and overall, whether you become a lucky person or an unlucky person. So if you are more or less hunkered down, adverse to risk, insecure, well, you're, you might have a relatively seamless life, but you're not going to really find all the possibilities that life has to offer. The, thing, the things that we say make other people lucky. Look what she's accomplished. Look at all the friends he has. Look at the job she just landed. Wow, he just got that degree. So we make our luck, but it comes from a foundation of self-trust, self-confidence, optimism. Lucky people just bring the right mindset to life. A mindset that, well, it does accept that there is bad luck and that that is inevitable. But the fact that good luck is something we create, and we create it through hard work and a courageous attitude. You know, we have to overcome that aversion to risk. And, and in a relative sense, I'm not saying do dangerous things. And we need to be optimistic. What's optimistic? Well, it's a willingness to risk believing in ourselves. And that's synonymous with self-trust. We have to believe that we can. Now, if you want that stuffed chipmunk, you have to believe that you can get that stuffed chipmunk. You have to risk not getting the chipmunk, staying safe and walking away, never trying, or you can give it a shot. Sometimes we don't get lucky, but the person that throws the baskets, basketball into the basket enough times is usually the person that wins the chipmunk. Oh, by the way, my, my granddaughter, Elia, she, she's four years old now, and she still loves, I forget the name she calls it, but she loves her big chipmunk. Oh, I think she calls it Big Mama. <laughs> she loves Big Mama. So accept the bad luck. It's inevitable. Flat tires, raining on parades, getting a cold. But also accept the fact that good luck is something we create. So it is in your power to tip the scales of your life and to starting to see yourself as more lucky than unlucky. And who knows where that will take you. To feel fortunate in life is to feel somewhat lucky. Things worked out. This was wonderful. I'm glad I did that. It comes from self-trust. It comes from self-belief. But there is a caveat. And I want you, I, I offer this as a caution, because we have to be careful what we call bad luck. Sometimes it's not always as it seems. And I'm just throwing this in to relativize this concept today. And let me, let me give you a, a story, kind of a Taoist story of an old farmer. And this will help to explain it. This is a wonderful little story. So there was an old farmer who worked his crops for many years. One day his horse ran away. And upon hearing the news, his neighbors came by to visit. 
Oh, such bad luck, they said sympathetically. Mm, maybe, the farmer replied. The next morning, the horse returned, bringing with it three other wild horses. How wonderful, the neighbors exclaimed. Mm, maybe, replied the old man. The following day, his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses, and he was thrown and broke his leg. Uh, the neighbors came by again to offer their sympathy on his misfortune. Maybe, answered the farmer. And the day after, military officials came to the village to draft young men into the army. Seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. Maybe, said the farmer. Maybe. So sometimes we face adversity, challenges, things that set us back, and we feel unlucky. But be careful and recognize that sometimes being unlucky, and I know this is an oxymoron, but sometimes being unlucky becomes lucky because we learn from our mistakes. Sometimes we profit or humbled. Sometimes a change of direction is needed. And sometimes what we thought we needed isn't what we needed. And sometimes we just don't know how things are going to pan out, just like the farmer. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. Let life unfold. Be willing to stay optimistic. Be willing to not let life defeat you. And recognize that since good things and bad things happen to everyone, be careful what you label unlucky. You know, on this note, Mark Twain once quipped, I don't know if he quipped it. I think he wrote it in a letter. But, but nevertheless, uh, Mark Twain has said, indeed, none but the deity can tell what is good luck and what is bad before the returns are all in. So take a look at your life today. And if you feel unlucky, start looking towards the empowerment, the attitude, the optimism that's going to start to turn things in the right direction. Also, if you really want to get lucky, <laughs> just kidding, uh, visit my website. It does not necessarily bring good luck. Selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy and take a look at my other books while you're there. So until next time, remember that being victimized by emotional struggle, well, it's not an option. By definition, victims are powerless and typically unlucky. And you are not powerless. So remember, everything is hard until you make it simple. So join me every week. And what do you say we make it Believe simple together? Yourself, reach out for your dreams. Don't surrender. There is more than it seems. Hold on and fight. Follow your heart.